Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jim Rosenhouse with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester. The Fantasy Jester? Wait, hold on. That's me. Wow. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? Ready for another show? Great show tonight. Fantasy Jester show. If you're joining us live for the first time, how's everybody doing? Fantasy Jester show coming to you live from Leesburg, Florida. Absolutely. Beautiful night tonight. Hope it is as nice wherever you're listening. Brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com and Blog Talk Radio bringing you this crystal clear sound. We've got a couple of sponsor announcements later on in the show. We'll talk about that. Some good things. Joining us tonight, the Fantasy Jester Show. What is up, Jester's Sleeve? Hmm. Hmm. What am I up to? Oh, goody. You know it. Marvin and the gang, we've been busy here at Fantasy Jester Sports and the Fantasy Jester Show. Some great things going on. NHL, let's start. Let's go with the rundown and what's making some of this so great. You know, my visit to the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Jersey Devils. Uh, had a great time. Got some stuff for the kids listening. A bunch of you out there know uh, JT, myself, and the rest of the gang like doing things to help the true innocent of this world, the kids today. And Ken Danico, class act from the New Jersey Devils. God, give him kudos. We're going to talk about that. And who followed suit after Kenny Danico. So some really great news on the NHL front. And we're going to also give you uh, a player each, JT and I, for you fantasy players, going to give you a player each to go ahead and take a look at uh, for the rest of the season. If you can uh, go ahead, somehow wiggle him on some places, my guys still on the waiver wire. So it's a pretty good night for that. We'll talk NHL MLB. Once again, uh, you know, the Yankees-Red Sox provide, uh, uh, you know, this whole back and forth with each other. And, you know, uh, Stanton goes to the Yankees, and now the uh, Red Sox trying to – hey, we're at day six now, and that, that's going to be interesting. But if they get J.D. Martinez a uh, little back and forth then uh, between the Yankees and the Red Sox, going to make it interesting. And if that happens – 
JT actually has some uh, good stats for you to take a look at. Caught me a little off guard. I, 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 I thought it was a good look at uh, the whole back and forth and what Martinez would do uh, and, and how I feel about the whole Drury thing now and all that. Uh, I've got my opinion on that. We'll talk about that. NFL free agency talk. Where does Doug Martin land? And now we've got late breaking just before the show started. We've got everything with the Blake Bortles re-signing. We'll talk about that. Um, you know, we're waiting for that, that call in Gary Ruat Jr. still owes us a call in. We'll see if we get that tonight. Daytona 500 talk for you NASCAR people out there uh, looking for your fantasy drivers and all that for this week in Atlanta. You know, Daytona 500, I, I've got, I've got, I got to talk about that. That is a disaster, folks. That is, uh, I've got it. Uh, and I believe it or not, that's not even my rant tonight. Um, but we'll talk about that. And we're on to the next track, Atlanta. So I've got a couple of drivers for you fantasy people playing fantasy leagues for NASCAR. I've got a couple of drivers for you to look at. NBA. Hello, NBA. It's Toronto calling. They want to make sure everybody understands they're going to have a ticket to this dance. JT is going to give you the matchups. Now, I put it to him. I put it to JT, and I told him that, you know, we started talking about what people are missing in Toronto and how they match up to the top teams, and JT is going to give you that. going to be a great night, folks, but, you know, first, as always, got to kick it off with my rant, you know. Uh, for those of you new to the show, there's certain things that we like to do here. And one of them, for sure, is have a good time. And in order to do that, though, I have to get out some kind of angst, something that's going on in my life, something that might either be going on in my life, the sporting world, something. And this one here is for the fantasy players out there. You know, I, I belong to so many different groups uh, throughout social media, this, that, the other. And, you know, we're at, at just like any other uh, top-notch player in their sport or whatever, you're going to have your haters and, and whatnot. And it's been funny because during this time, and in particular over a fantasy football period, it's very funny the haters really started coming out more and more. And so I started saying, okay, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to take a swipe at the jester. I created a special league just for the social media people that are in these particular groups. And I said, you know what? Look, Everybody's got something to say. You got your haters, you got your newbies, you got this, that, the other, okay? And, you know, much like the fake news that's out there, uh, I deal with fake competition. You know, people talk a lot behind a computer screen about how either I suck or they'll beat me and all that. But when it comes to put up or shut up time and putting the money up, okay, these people that give their fantasy analysis, okay, and talking about being better than myself or JT or Tate for that matter. I could go down a list. Some of these people, listen, some of these people talking about how they're better and they want to play me. First of all, you showed you true colors. When I put up money out there and said, okay, play me, you showed you true colors, first of all. But second, understand this. 
that listening to some of you out there that are trying to give fantasy analysis is like truly listening to Stevie Wonder say, isn't she lovely? You got a lot of nerve. You shouldn't be your fake news, your fake fantasy, and your certainly fake competition. That's my rant. Let's get JT in here. Let's get me calmed down a little bit. As I always say, you know what? He comes from all ends of the earth. This man is the most researched fantasy player that I know, hands down. Let's get him in here. Some know him as JT. Some know him as Jason Townsend. I call him brother. You can look for him on Twitter at Fez437. JT, what's up, man? How are you? Wow, I'm, I'm uh, for one of the few times in my life, a little speechless there. When I'm the PC one in the room, God help us all. Uh, let's How's just say that boy? now. Wow. Throwing Stevie Wonder into the bus. Bam. Anyway, whew. rough night. I mean, well, for, uh, he's singing most, about isn't she lovely? Well, he, but he's singing about isn't she lovely? Uh, he's not yeah, credible. I'm not blind or anything, but don't they like see stuff with their hands? I mean, couldn't he have like you know put his hands on her face and you know tell you could tell? I mean, come on, man, it's Stevie Wonder. Woo. Fantastic anyway, songwriter, yeah, fantastic Ooh. singer. No, fantastic songwriter, fantastic singer, okay? I would listen to his advice on how to write a song. I would listen to his advice on how to sing, how to hit a note. But I'm not going to listen to his advice on is she lovely or not. <laughs> well, I'll try to calm you down. Let me, uh, let me take the mantle for a minute. Hand me the baton. Uh, there you go. You Pass the it. baton. Hit it. You know, yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars, what in God's name are you doing? Blake Bortles, one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks in the NFL. He'll go out, throw you a 400-yard, three-touchdown game, run for 60 yards and tease you, and then he comes for the next three games and won't even combine for those yards. It's just, just, I'm sorry, three years, $54 million, 26.5 guaranteed. If he hits all the accelerators up towards a $66 million contract due 2020, you spend, you, you take that money, you go get Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. You look at Kirk Cousins in D.C. where he had nothing that even slightly resembles a wide receiver, still threw six more touchdown passes than Mr. Bortles, still completed 60, almost 65% of his passes where Bortles was at 60, threw for more yards. I, I just think Cousins is a better quarterback. If you put Kirk Cousins on that team this year, the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the Super Bowl, if not Super Bowl champs. That's the one thing they need. They have a great core of young receivers. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted that Tom Coughlin uh, would sign off on this, and you know he did. I know you know him well. Jester, you want to stick up for your boy, Tom? Let's let's go ahead and go over and digest some of what you've talked about and uh, understand that, yeah, you know, uh, once before I've mentioned about how I feel about Kirk Cousins and whether or not he should come to Jacksonville and what I would like to see from Mrs. Jester's team. And, yeah, I've always said I'd like to see him on that team. 
With that said, though, at what price was were you going to get Cousins? Okay, and does it really matter? Listen, you could have had Joe Montana back there, and if you have those receivers that Jacksonville had, you talk about bad receivers. You're talking about a, a squad that was sixth in drops last year in the NFL. So it wouldn't have mattered who was getting the ball. So apparently somewhere along the lines, and this is, this is how, you know, digesting it quick. I mean, this just came to us just before the show. So uh, my quick impression of this is simple. They saw enough improvement in Bortles. They saw enough in the drops of passes in the receivers to go ahead and warrant three more years with, like you said, there's a bunch of accelerators that, Hey, listen, if he continues to improve, he'll hit, but he doesn't necessarily hit those only if he starts getting some cousins like numbers, like you mentioned. Okay. Mm -hmm. Will they kick in and will he actually be getting paid as much as cousins will be getting from somebody this year? And, And you've got a guy that's used to the system And now watch what they do in the draft, though. You see, here's what that three years allows, JT, is that in the draft, they'll go ahead maybe second round. It allows you to take a quarterback in a deep quarterback draft class, develop a quarterback behind Bortles, okay? Just in case Bortles isn't on the improve, you still have that backup quarterback, and you still have Bortles there for two more years under contract to develop that young quarterback should you need. You've got somebody that's competent enough. You've got a defense that's going to keep you in games. You've got the running game. Let's see over the next year, maybe two, that Jacksonville wide receiver group improve. Mm-hmm. And let's see what happens well, to Bortles then. It's, it'll be a little bit better judge of what he's able to do, and that's why I think they went with can. the three-year. Well, well, one last thought on that, though. If I'm going to draft a quarterback to learn – to see him sit behind Bortles, if if Bortles isn't the right guy to be my quarterback after this next season, I see okay, it, he just hasn't improved enough. We made a mistake. He's not the guy that I want teaching the guy that I just drafted. To me, you have a chance to fit, fix your your this. Kirk Cousins could be the best quarterback that Jacksonville's had since Mark Burnell when he had Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell as wide receivers back when Tony Baselli played. Fred Taylor, you know, it's just, to me, it was a huge mistake. Uh, they were a quarterback away from being an elite team, and I think they dropped the ball on this one, no pun intended. Yeah, and just to wrap it up, uh, based on what you're saying, though, you have to throw in the idea that these receivers are dropping passes. So the improvement, remember, what they saw out of Bortles maybe is this. His competence and his knowledge of the offensive scheme, his confidence and his level of comfort in this offensive scheme, what he's reading as, as opposed to what he, the coaches want him to read uh, must be right on the same page. And then, okay, obviously the, they're, they're taking a look. I, and this I, apparently has to be it. They're taking a look at that wide receiver number improving. Right. And once that does, well, that'll be enough to carry a Bortles through. He's not Joe Montana. He's not. Eli no, he's not. Man. He's not at any of those. Okay. He's not Kirk. Cousins. But 
And he's not Kirk Cousins, admittedly. But he's also not going to get Kirk Cousins' pay without those kickers uh, applying in the incentives and all that, and him getting those numbers. So contractually, they made a nice play. They've saved themselves money under that cap, and he's going to have to play like Cousins to right. make it really apply. So, and, to back up, and to back up what you're saying, 26 drop passes by the Jags uh, wide receiver core this year. Um, I do look for that to improve where, when Cole gets to play an entire season next year. Cole, Westbrook, you know, uh, we don't know. Are they going to re-sign Robinson? And if not, what are they going to do? First round, are they going to get a, another pair of hands out there? Ooh. They certainly don't have to go defense. Thank you, rebuild. You know? Keep building that offensive line. Yeah, yeah. But you can do that in round two, three, four, you know? Yes, you can. So, or you could just go ahead and go go get um, somebody else from the AFC, one of your rivals. You can go get Nate Solder, who's a free agent off of the New England squad. Mm. Guy's got some playoff experience too, so yeah, that helps with a the lot. Playoff of experience covers your quarterback's back end now. Might be a good play. Who knows? It'll be interesting as always. I can't wait for the NFL season to kick in. But you know what? Real quick, JT, you know, that going to that uh, Devils game and, and switching it over to the NHL real quick. Some great pictures. And what's from that going game. on? I'm sorry? There's some great pictures from that game. Great pictures, great times, great organization to deal with. And here's what the fun was. For those of you who don't know uh, what's going on, what we're talking about, maybe you missed the show and all that. Let me fill you in. I went to Jersey Devils versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning are here about an hour and 15 minutes away from me. So I go over there, go see the game, have an absolutely fantastic time. I'm supposed to meet Kenny Danico over there, friend of the show, been on the show. And um, go ahead, meet him. He's going to get a shirt signed, a T-shirt signed by one of the guys for me. All right, that's that's fantastic. I ended up uh, tweeting him this, that, the other, and me- meeting up with him and messaging him and all that stuff. Okay, here, Kenny, I'm sitting. I made it easy for him. I got seats right behind the devil's bench, uh, and he's like, okay, great. So just meet me before the game and all that. All right, beautiful. Get there. And everybody there, I got to tell you, they, Tampa Bay puts on one hell of a fan experience if you if you are in florida you come into florida and you ever want to catch a great hockey game (laughs) believe it or not it's in florida folks they do a great job fan experience kudos to them get in there excuse me get in there and i'm waiting to see kenny and next thing i know oh hey there's uh coach uh coach hines and uh i had the opportunity to stop him and uh, he's like, hey, how's it going? And I like the beard. <laughs> I'm like, beautiful coach likes the beard. This is a good way to start. And so we talked, and I was able to get a good photo, talk about the team and whatnot. Did not hear about the grabbing deal, apparently, from him. Otherwise, I would have broken that. But met up with Kenny, and Kenny provided not just one shirt signed, but he, he provided four hockey pucks signed. One by himself, uh, three-time Stanley Cup champion, Kenny Danico, and that's what he wrote on there. Uh, we've got first-round draft pick Nico Heischer signed the puck for everybody. Yeah, and Brian Boyle, God bless him, uh, battling his own. I wow. mean, you know, here's a guy 
yeah, here's a guy that's going ahead signing a puck for kids for make a wish. And he, he's in the middle of his own battle. God bless him. Uh, so he, he signed the puck. It. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then uh, finally, uh, Will Butcher uh, signed the puck. And that puck there, we were already able to auction that night. We auctioned it there at that section, that one puck, uh, and was able to garner uh, some nice money. We got, got 35 bucks for that puck, believe it or not. I was a little surprised nice. at that one. We, we were figuring maybe about $15, $20 for that puck. Uh, got 35 uh, and that goes to Make-A-Wish Central Florida, North Central Florida. Uh, again, thanks for that, folks. And we will be going ahead. Uh, we're going to announce the date and the platform. It's going to be through eBay. We're setting something up permanently, JT, where uh, we're going to have a permanent uh, place on eBay to start having all these auctions more and more. We've done them in the past, and now it seems that uh, we're starting to get more and more attention for them. And, because, and speaking of being able to get the attention, once the good people at Tampa Bay found out what was going on between myself and the Devils, uh, they have decided to chime in. Uh, I was talking with uh, one of the gentlemen over there from the PR department, and they will be sending us uh, some autographed uh, autographed items to go ahead and auction as well for Make-A-Wish mm-hmm. of North Central Florida. So kudos to the Lightning. Yes. Um, class organization. Some... Yeah, class organization, class charity, uh, you know, granted it was a long time ago, but working at, uh, you know, where the mouse is there in or the Orlando Kissimmee area, <laughs> got a chance to really see what, you know, Make-A-Wish does for these kids. And, you know, these organizations like the Lightning and the Devils also know how, you know, what they do for these kids. And it's it's a fantastic thing. And I'm just really nice to see these guys jump on board. Yeah, really nice to see these guys jump on board. And, and really, uh, I, I couldn't be uh... – more proud to be a part of all this to go ahead and, and help make a wish. So uh, folks out there, again, pay attention. We've got the articles. And, hey, speaking real quick before we move on to the uh, Grabner Broussard thing that we want to talk about, our two teams improving, uh, the website is 75% done. If you haven't noticed yet, fantasyjesterssports.com looks a little different, folks. And it's almost done. Uh, the little stuff that we haven't put in yet, the little social media links, and the advertising isn't up yet. We wanted to make sure that the content was all up, secure, properly in order, all that stuff the way it needed to be before I worried about the damn advertising and making a buck on it. But obviously worried about making sure it's fine and working for you folks first. We'll get to the money part later. I'm not really caring about that part. I'd like some feedback. Folks, if there's anybody out there that has an opinion on it, <laughs> shocking if you don't. No. Um, well, we won't be hearing from those uh, that are participating in the league that I put out there on social media. Oh. Anyway, back to that. Anyway, speaking of uh, fantasy sports, JT, mm-hmm. Devils added Grabner, Pittsburgh uh-huh. added Broussard. Yes. What, is this, what, what does this mean for the two teams and fantasy-wise? How are you looking at this? Well, I mean, you look at a guy that's got 39 points in Broussard for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, general manager goes out. We're already, I say we, I am a lifelong Penguins fan. We are already cap-strapped 
uh, and we're able to bring in a player of this quality. And there's a rumor out there that he will uh, center a line with Phil Kessel and Jake Gunsel. If that is what, if that is true, his fantasy value is going to going to spike. Uh, owned in currently 37 percent of Yahoo leagues, uh, it has jumped 13 percent over the last couple days since uh, the 23rd when he was traded. But this is a guy; he's a veteran who knows how to move the puck. Uh, he'll get people involved. He knows how to get his shot. And again, if you put him online with Gunsel and Kessel, I think uh, I think his numbers could really really take a jump. So I'm excited about the about the acquisition. Yeah, you should be. It really sets things up nice for you guys, make a nice run here with the experience that the team obviously has uh, coming down the stretch. You have to feel confident in the idea that they should be among the final the, the, the final two for the Eastern Conference Championship. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I know we had talked about it earlier but I think uh, this trade might actually put them in, in that discussion. I know they were there for you, obviously, uh, before right. this, and probably cements it now, correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and when you have a goaltender like Murray that can stand on his head, it, you know, our defense is lackluster at time, and Murray more than makes up for that. So it's a little more firepower uh, to the offensive side of the ice. But, yeah, it definitely uh, gives me a little more confidence going into the down the stretch. Well, that, that, uh, I understand that. For me, I like the Grabner move. I like the idea. It shows me that he believes in this squad right now. I like the idea of this. He gives up a second-round pick, so he's intending to keep him. And one of the good things about the Devils are they are 8 mil under the salary cap, plus they still have Ryan Close contract, a sizable contract, to come off of the, the uh, books. So it'll be interesting uh, um, to see. I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to go ahead, resign him and put him on the second line with Zaka former first round pick who is just okay. starting to show some confidence. So it gives them two solid lines now uh, a nice balance that one, two punch that you like to see on team. So they're building slowly I still, and obviously, uh, you know, if you've listened to the show, if you listen to the Super Bowl, two-hour Super Bowl show, Kenny Danico was on, and when we were talking about Devil's Needs, he said he'd like to see another forward. He'd like to see more depth. And he did. Sure enough, that's what they got. Now, I'm still saying we need a defenseman, and it seems funny. Today, I was talking with Mr. Happy Pants, and uh, he <laughs> explained it to me. Yeah, Happy was good. Happy was actually happy uh, and um, talked to Happy Pants today. And he was explaining the two teams he's hearing in the Eric Carlson sweepstakes are the Devils and Tampa. So it's beautiful for me. Uh, oh, being a fan you would of lose it. Yeah. If he goes to the Devils, you'd absolutely lose it. Uh, here's the problem. The, 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 okay. For the, for Tampa, they're asking uh, for a first and Braden Point and a defenseman. And okay. Tampa, Tampa's balking at that. From the Devils, they want a first, Zaka, and uh, Severson. Now, oh, no. Yeah, to me, that, that's 
two that's paying two first. And if I remember correctly, I think Severson was a first too. Um, first that's just well. too yeah. high. I go. Uh, they were also having interest in Boyle. So I mean, for me, I'd go ahead. I'd do the first. I wouldn't do the Zaka. I'd go first, no. Severson, and Boyle. I'd do that. So we'll yeah. see. It'll be yeah. interesting. We've got a couple more days left in the NHL uh, uh, signing period and the trade deadline here. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Moving forward, um, you know, oh, real quick, uh, you know, you talk about your fantasy guy. Real quick, folks, Brandon Russ, same damn team. He has left wing, right wing eligibility uh, for uh, leagues. Former third round pick 2010, actually a Shiro guy. And, uh, you know, he's taken it to a whole new level with Malkin and uh, uh, with Carl Hagelin on the line. A lot of speed there with uh, Hagelin. Getting 17 to 18 minutes is Brian Rust. Uh, He's got five goals, 13 points in his last 12. And, JT, we both know, if you notice, folks, we both gave Penguins because down the playoff stretch here, folks, for a lot of you in the leagues, take a look at your schedule. Look at the games played, how many games are played. Pittsburgh dominates. So, Something to pay attention. One of the things that we've talked about is specifically for those category-driven leagues, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, those three in particular, always pay attention to what are your three weeks, uh, your playoff weeks, how many games are being played, much like we tell the football people those three weeks, what are yeah. the matchups? What are the matchups? And, and I got to jump in real quick. You know, we talk about our fantasy records, things of that nature. You know, this is something that I would say a few years ago before I got a chance to know the Jester is something I definitely did not really look at that. Um, It's something I've incorporated into my games in the category-driven leagues, and it does make a difference. You get those extra games, get an extra chance for an extra goal, extra assist, who knows, extra win from your goaltenders. Um, Pay attention to this. Pittsburgh's a great team, but also has a lot of games coming, so listen to what he's saying. There's a lot of factors that should go in when you're drafting your team. You know, I mean, for some players, depending on the league, I mean, you could go ahead and let the computer draft. Me personally, no matter what, and I could probably let the computer draft and still pretty much implore my method to the different structures. I, I, I'm a strategy kind of guy and, and just have different methods depending on the scoring settings that I'll go ahead and put in play. Uh, and whether it's the computer taking those guys or myself, in the end, by the time the halfway point comes, my team's going to be set up for my method and, and my setup mm-hmm. anyway. So always have a plan, though. I mean, some people, you got to have some kind of plan. There is no really wrong plan. The only wrong plan well, is just not, having one, not having one. Pay attention to certain yeah, things. Pay attention to winning teams. You know, if you've got right. goaltenders, pay attention to a goaltender on a winning team that plays high playoff games. Right. Well, that and I like to tell people we're talking drafts. You've got baseball drafts coming. Don't mm. change your strategy mid-draft. That is the kiss of death. If you've got a strategy going into that draft, you see it through to the end. Uh, you make your changes post-draft, but don't change up your strategy during the draft. I've seen a lot of people do that, 
and it absolutely crushes your team. Yeah. Yeah, no, stick with stick with what you've got. Build from there. The draft is one – it doesn't matter. It does not matter what sport you're talking about. No, it does The draft is one-third of the game. It just sets things in motion at the start, or it builds you for – everybody has a different strategy. Some people go ahead and build so that their team is coming on later. They're willing to go ahead and take the hits early on. Some people want to get that fast jump out of the gate. Some people know how to do both. Get the fast jump and then make changes to get that strong ending. Those are the teams that you got to watch out for. Some people like to stockpile draft picks before the draft. It just depends on how it works. Yeah, depends if you have people dumb enough to let you. Um, (laughs) Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Anyway, folks, listen, we'll go ahead. Let's take a break for a second. We're going to talk about what's coming up and what's going on as we continue to move on. Listen, guys, gals, we have some great stuff continuing coming up. Those of you new don't know, we've got me. Yankee fan. Everybody who knows, knows a big Yankee fan going to the Yankees three days Yankees, oh, camp, just are going to go there. And obviously, uh, we're going to see what we can get for the kids, too, who can sign what. But I'm going to go watch um, probably uh, one of the best teams in the league this year go for a couple days. And uh, we'll see where Jester's sitting for those. I can promise you, I can promise you that uh, I will contact somebody with the Yankees and by the time we are said and done, okay, the Yankees will have the Jester sitting somewhere beautiful, bringing it all to all of the Jester little fans out there. I promise you that. I, I watch, watch what I pull off next week going, and that's going to be next weekend. Speaking of next weekend, there will be no show because I'll be at the Yankees. So we'll go ahead. I'll be doing my coverage. We'll have the week off. The following week, you know what? I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to change that up. I'm going to change it up, and we're changing it up live right here on the fly for all you fans. I feel bad saying that. See, because JT and Tate are going to Arizona, starting the first for seven days, covering 10 games for all of you folks, okay? They're going to Arizona, so JT wouldn't be available for the show, and I'm going to go to Tampa. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I feel bad. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to come back from Tampa. I'm going to come back from Tampa to just do this show next Saturday so that you don't miss a week, and we'll get somebody in here as a guest host with me. We'll see who I can come up with out of the blue during the week. Should be interesting. Who can I get? Hmm. All right, well, you'll have to pay attention. But you know what? No, the show must go on, folks. I'll come back. We'll get the show, but it'll be without JT. Then on the on the following show, on the 10th, that's when we'll give the Yankee report. We'll give the Tate and JT report. Really start breaking everything down for you on the Cactus Leagues, on the Grapefruit Leagues. And I'll tell you what. Also breaking this live. Nobody else knows about this one. 
two-hour show on the 10th baseball special. That goes along with our baseball special on the 24th two-hour fantasy special as we break it down position by position. Just got a lot of great stuff coming on the podcast, on these shows, trying to take the radio show to other levels and other platforms. Stay tuned for that news. Then you have the website, folks. We've got two writers. They have just about done going through their their whole um, breakdown. They're learning uh, how to go ahead and work on the site and all that stuff uh, and work within the framework of WordPress and all that's good stuff. But we've got a couple of dynamite writers that will be joining us, and we look for them to start getting their articles out this week. Pay attention. We've got some really good stuff going on with that. And now, lastly... Before we bring JT back, sponsors, we've got sponsorship changes. We've got news next week on all the sponsors, including a very special sponsor. Jester's going to the Yankee camp thanks to a special sponsor out there. And, well, they're going to be our sponsor for a while, not just for Yankee camp. We're looking forward. We've got their commercial going, getting that all set, going through the final approvals. We've got, oh, almost forgot. Want to give a big shout out. Big Engine does the entrance music for us out of Jacksonville, Florida. Going to be in Daytona for Bike Week coming up. Just are going to go out, see Tony and the gang. Maybe get one of them on the show. See, see, I, I know they're wrestling fans. I, I, we'll find out what other sports. We'll go check in live with them and, and see what's up. Folks. Plenty more going on. I have a list here of crap that I work on daily to bring you guys everything that I can. Hope you're enjoying. Let's get JT back in and continue the Fantasy Jester Show. What is up, Jester's Sleeve? What's up, Jester's Sleeve is just uh, what more JT. JT, what's up, man? Well, hey, man, I, I, you got me confused here as I'm listening to you, you know, blather on about the Yankee camp. Uh, Legends yeah. Field, by the way, there isn't a bad seat in that building. Uh, George built that one proper. Anyway, um, you do realize you're supposed to be giving us Grapefruit League. There's more than just the Yankees in the Grapefruit League. Yeah, but first, let me let me get the whole – hold on. Yankees win! Oh, Yankees win! Oh. Let me, get that, let me get that out of my system. Let me go see them, and then I can go see the rest of the teams. You know, I have an opportunity uh, if I, here. You know, wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. I just want to point out, I just want to point out, your favorite MLB Network personality and mine, Miss Heidi Watney, who liked your beard, by the way. Uh, you saw her at Nationals camp, if I don't if I remember correctly, uh, Nationals and John Tumult, uh as well last year. So just remember, you know, some of these other teams, you know, have some big names at them too. Oh, yeah, and that's what I can't wait. The Yankees are playing. The uh, first game is against Atlanta, so I look forward to okay. seeing. I, I can't wait that's to see Acuna in, in person, so uh, I right. want to see that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Then uh, on, the, on, the, uh, on the Sunday game, I'm going to see the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, uh, the local team, so I get to see some of their younger guys They've made a bunch of changes. I want to see uh, some of those guys and what they look like. Uh, Faria got hit hard uh, today, but you know what? A bunch of pitchers are getting hit hard early. 
It's just they the way should. it is. Yeah. As they should. I mean, you know, they're working on new pitches. They're working on getting their mechanics down. Uh, yeah. I, we got to throw it out. You're mentioning the Rays. Shame to see a stud like Honeywell go down uh, in camp. Uh, one too many screwballs, probably. But, uh, you know, the Rays have some serious young talent if they just put it together. Uh, we talked about Stanton joining the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And now this whole thing now, we thought that there was a counter move with uh, Boston and Martinez. Six days into it, are you starting to panic if you're a Red Sox fan, JT? Uh, no, I'm not. You know, when you look at, at Giancarlo Stanton, uh, you know, you talked about how Azuna's leaving Miami and going to a more hitter-friendly lineup, hitter-friendly park. You know, Stanton's doing the same thing. You know, I like to look at those second-half post-All-Star game numbers last year, for example, um, you, know, my, you know, for Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, 33 home runs, 74 driven in, 287 average. You know, you look at that and you say, wow, you know, those are some, you know, those are some sweet numbers. Uh, numbers yeah. J.D. Martinez, J.D. Martinez, though, uh, you know, 33 home runs of his own, 74 RBIs of his own, uh, batted just over 300, just bat over 300. So, mm. you know, when you look at that, you say, wow, Boston actually made a nice counter move to bring in J.D. Martinez to kind of – I don't think it one-ups uh, with the Yankees. Do you look at Stan, the guy hits mammoth home runs? You know, it's like they say in football. You know, in high school football, they always told us, you, you, you know, you, you, lead, you come off the bus with your biggest guys first. Well, <laughs> kind of hard, 6'6", 247 pounds of muscle. You know, it's kind of Stanton's physically imposing, and when the guy hits it 600 feet, uh, you know, Martinez isn't going to do anything like that. But when you look at just the numbers alone – you put him at the DH position to go with an outfield of Betts, Benintendi, and Jackie Bradley Jr. It's a nice four-man rotation there. Guys can get off days and get some rest, move to the DH spot. Guys can cycle through the field. It's a nice move by Boston. A lot of people don't realize. Basically, head-for-head for, head for Stanton, once mm-hmm. J.D. Martinez was traded from that pitcher's cavern in Detroit uh, down to Arizona last year. He put up some nice numbers. So you're not worried if you're a Red Sox fan? I'm not. The Red Sox have the best pitcher in baseball, in my opinion, at this point, in Chris Sale. Yes, mm. I know. I'm sacrilegious to say it's not Clayton Kershaw. That back for Kershaw, I'm sorry. If I'm a Dodger fan, I'm concerned with him. Uh, I think Chris Sale's best pitcher in baseball. I think we see a bounce back year from David Price this year as well. So I think the one thing that the Red Sox have over the Yankees is that pitching staff. Are you ready for a bold prediction? Oh, I am. All right. See, because everybody's talking about one thing. They're talking about the Stanton and Judge show. And people have to understand one thing. You have any idea the last time teammates went one and two in home runs? It was 1965 when Mays and McCovey did it? Yep. Okay. So That's now, nice stat. It's 1965. Mays and McCovey were the last ones to go one and two in HRs, and they're looking at possibly Stanton and Judge. Some people are saying, "What about one, two, three? Stanton, Judge, and a certain catcher on the Yankees." People keep forgetting. 
You know, you, the guy, you talking that, Joe yeah, the guy that you hated last year for, for his uh, antics, but the guy can swing a oh, bat. Oh, yeah. He can swing a bat. I still don't like him. But here's my he bold prediction. capable of 20-plus. Yeah. We've got the, but here's my bold prediction. People are going to jump on me for this one. Now, it won't be the first time, but Mike Stanton, end of the season, 36 home runs. So you got Giancarlo hitting 36? Okay. I have Judge hitting more than him. I have. Now, do me this. Stanton missing time with a bad back. Last year, okay. Last year was the first time. I've seen Stanton go 159 games. It's either been the ham eight bone or this or that with him over the years. Are you calling 36 because you don't see, let's say, over 150 games played? Or do you see a full 150-plus game schedule and he's hitting 36? Oh, no, no, no. He hits 150 games, okay, okay. and playing, playing at Yankee Stadium. He'll, he'll hit 50. Boy, Boston, Toronto, Tampa. 50. No, no. Baltimore, He's got some good but AL East is a hitter's paradise. So, if he plays 150, he gets 50. But if he plays okay. 110 to 120, he gets 36 because he will have strained Mind his him. back trying to put on the expected show. Okay. Let me piggyback your bold prediction. Okay. Because it's about Giancarlo as well. Remember, we're not looking at the stagnant base paths Joe Girardi managing style now. We're talking about Boone being the manager now. People don't realize for a man 6'6", 247, Stanton moves very well. I think he steals 15-plus bags this year, and I think Judge does as well. I think you're going to see the big men put into motion on those base paths sometime this year. Oh, Lord. So I'm going to call, I think both of those guys steal at least 15 bags. And real quick, just wrapping up on baseball, and in particular the Yankees, that whole jury signing was as dumb as dumb can be. That's just a bad (laughs) signing. That was a bad signing. Listen, you've got guys that can hit it out of the park. If you're going to sign a utility infielder at this point, just get a guy with good on-base percentage. Uh, he's got a lifetime 31% on base percentage. How the fuck are you going to put that on the field? 31, uh, 319 on base career. You got to be kidding me. That's pretty weak. Uh, and a three to one strikeout to walk ratio. Come on. Don't uh, we have and, enough freaking strikes? Then, well, you don't have enough strikeouts, but the, the side of it I look is you're talking about a utility infielder that if you watch it when he's played third base, uh, from time he does not have a lot of zip on that ball uh, over the first, so I, I kind of question the arm strength as well. No, because he's a second baseman. That's why. Oh, well, but anyway, Arizona couldn't figure that out. It's life as a Yankee fan. It's not all perfect, folks. It is <laughs> not all perfect. But I'll tell you what. Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do for, uh, especially for you Red Sox fans out there. I think. One through nine hitters going with a DH and all that. One through nine. If they get Martinez, I still like the Red Sox offense. 
better than the Yankee offense. But then on the flip side, the starting rotation and especially the bullpen of the Yankees is my, to the Yankee advantage. So calling it a split I, right I now going bullpen. into the season. Listen, the guys, are, the, who's, who's behind sale? A bunch of question marks. Price is a big question mark. I'm sorry. Who's, he he's a key. Who's behind price? Let me tell you something. How price goes? How price goes is going to be how the Boston Red Sox go. He's a key part to that offense right there, so that he can go ahead and provide that one-two punch. They don't have anybody else providing that one-two punch. Tanaka's a question mark. 76-year-old C.C. Tabathia is a question mark. I no, mean, fourth I, I see. What's that? One through three. One through three. Even one through four were better than the uh, the Red Sox. But the top, that five starting five rotation, I'll put our top three against that Boston top three. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'll give them sale. Well, we'll and you know what? I'll give you the first game of the series. But then after that, uh, I'll take the Yankees the rest of the way if it's a, if it's a seven game series because yeah, I'll give you sales games, and then we'll take the rest. Right now, the way it stands, at least Boston has to make wow. a pitching move. Boston has to make a pitching move mid season. They will make a pitching move. Somebody mark this down. The Yankees, this. When the Yankees number two starters too busy looking over his shoulder watching the ball end up in the upper deck and Tanaka. I don't see much from their rotation either. So we'll get into that on our baseball special, though. We'll, you'll both bring something to the table on that. How about we shelf that one for now? We definitely will. Moving right along, though, um, and going on to a whole nother sport. Real quick, before we go to NBA, I, I want to talk Martin and Martin. First, Doug Martin is uh, free of Tampa. JT, where do you have him landing? Um, the one team that screams the need and his skill set fits to me is your guys up in the Meadowlands. I think the Giants are a team that should be looking at him now. Uh, I think he fits uh, fits what they like to do. Now, granted, you're going to see Shermer. It's going to be a little bit of different offense, but still, classic Giants football. Guy can run between the tackles. Uh, the guy can still get outside. He catches the ball very well. So I think the New York Giants are the team that should be looking at him. I think you're close. I think, actually, you're so close, you could just go to the other locker room. Same building. Yeah. I I think uh, they'll part ways with Forte uh, and take Martin in his place. They like running backs named Martin. They've had good luck with them. Um, (laughs) All right. And then real quick, because it pertains to your team and some stuff going on, the arrest uh, of one – Sissy, I, I don't. What do you call this guy? I mean, at this point, disturbed. Besides disturbed, oh, give it to me. Go ahead and lay it out for me. Jonathan Martin has decided, folks, uh, and has been arrested because <laughs> uh, bullying, bullying, and the life of being bullied for a rather large man is embarrassed. I mean, uh, is the story. And uh, he has decided to go pretty much postal on social media, threaten everything from the school to former teammates and 
with revenge. And, look, look, and look, the guy the guy went to Stanford. You'd think he'd have some kind of brains in his head. Um, and let's, let's call it what it is. He went up against somebody in that Miami locker room that was an alpha dog. Let's be real. Jonathan Incognito is an alpha dog. He's the definition of it, okay? A lot of teams have him. Ronnie Lott was an alpha dog. Greg Lloyd, Lawrence Taylor. I mean, you know, they're a little eccentric but they're the alpha dog for a reason. This guy mm-hmm. couldn't take anything. Do I, do I condone bullying? Absolutely not. This guy wasn't bullied. Let's talk to, let's talk to Jeff Cross about a guy getting, you know, taped to a goalpost naked, that kind of stuff. I mean, none of that was done to Jonathan Martin. Yeah. Did they rip on him? Sure. Man, I was in, I, I got ripped on in elementary school. I got ripped on in high school, middle school. I did it back. Who cares? It's all part of the experience. Um, they never showed them anything more than being name called. There it is right there. Joey Cage at his best. Name calling. I mean, come on, this guy. Just lock this guy up, throw away the key. <laughs> I, I can't even. I, I, I don't even know what to I say. can't use the word I, I want to use because of the rating on the show. <laughs> yes. We've scaled it back, folks. No more R rating. We've scaled it back to a different, more family style level. Um, but yeah, he Can definitely. I... <laughs> anyway, listen. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's some of the most amazing things. Uh, I, I remember once upon a time a player would be just completely ashamed to be put like that and in a position like that and wouldn't stand. I, I have no idea. A lot is wrong with that young man. I hope he gets some help. God bless him. Uh, and I really, I, I don't know what to say. I've never seen anything like this. So anyway, folks, oh. let's keep moving. I want to hit another sport. I want to hit, you know what, before we hit NBA, just real quick for you NASCAR fans out there. And you, and you gotta love, I want to be like this. Yeah, we were just uh, we were a little bit too loose and uh, trying to make sure that we could get the throttle down, and that's kind of where we felt like we, we made up time there that last round. But all in all, uh, just a great day. You know, really cool to, uh, to have the Snickers Almond Paint team with us here this week and uh, carrying our friends of M&M's and, and this Toyota Camry up front. So uh, proud of the effort. Guys did a great job at it. Made some really good he doesn't, he doesn't miss a sponsor. I mean, he's no, just he like, does not miss a sponsor. <laughs> I, I love that. That is, that's just great stuff. No, listen, real quick, folks, you know, uh, you, uh, people know I go ahead. I do follow NASCAR for you folks out there playing fantasy uh, NASCAR and, and all that. Austin Dillon wins last week. Funny that Austin Dillon driving three car wins the way he does, pushes the competition out of the way on the last lap. Very Dale Earnhardt will be in your life. Pardon me? Uh, you're talking to a lifetime Dale Senior fan. He has no business driving that car, but anyway. Uh, he does if he up. keeps driving it like uh, it used to be driven. He Listen, that was beautiful. That looked like Dale Senior driving that car on that last lap, coming in, you know getting what? that good I'll... push, knocks the guy out of the way, and takes the yes. second flag. Well, let me just have one sentence in this whole thing. He looked a lot more like an Earnhardt than Dale Jr. ever did, please. I think Dale's won that race. Stop. 
Oh, Dale, Dale, Dale just wasn't senior. That's that's what everybody wanted. No, nope, everybody wanted Junior to be senior, and that doesn't happen. It very rarely does. Nah, you could. It, it was a hard legend to live up to. I mean, that was like imagine being Elvis's kid. Oh wait, she tried it. it you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm you. serious. So I mean, but anyway, no, folks, listen. Austin Dillon, I like the way it went. I didn't like the 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 uh, pla- how they're doing the race and the setup for it. Uh, having different, you got to win this segment, and then you get that segment, and you get segment points. Listen, I grew up. It used to be friggin' moonshiners going as fast as they could around the track. How did you mess that up? All you have to do is put On guys the in the car and let them go fast. On the beach in Daytona, you know. Come on. Uh, anyway. The France family has the France family has taken NASCAR from the most watched sport to uh, middle of the pack. Congratulations. Well, and that's the thing. The ratings were unbelievably poor, and they're hoping that that last uh, end end of the race uh, drama carries into this next race in Atlanta. Speaking of Atlanta, folks, real quick, I'm going to go over. Yeah, I like Kyle Busch. You know, we just had a, a little segment from him. He was talking about how his car set up, got the pole. Of course, having a and fast man. car, and he's been fast all through practice Snickers. all week. Snickers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Throw I just love that. You know, yeah. Oh, no, he was rifling through them. That is just great. Yeah, I mean, he has practiced it, um, clearly practiced it. But some of the cars that I'm definitely looking at, besides uh, the obvious and Kyle Busch, who has been strong all week, three cars, folks. Grab yourself Truex, grab yourself Menard, grab yourself some Denny Hamlin this week. Uh, been strong, again, those three cars, been strong pretty much through the practice sessions. And uh, in particular, uh, look for Hamlin He's, uh, to, to have a nice race as well. Defending champ Kozlowski coming home after a tough Daytona race. Could be in the mix, too. So, giving you those uh, five right there, Bush, Kozlowski, Truex, Menard, and Hamlin. Good luck. Moving along, before we run out of time, JT. Actually, we are out of time. <laughs> NBA, who's going to go ahead and give Toronto that run? Uh, is it go- okay, let's go ahead. Since we got uh, just enough time, Toronto, Golden State. What's the matchup problem there for each other? Oh, well, I mean, Steph Curry, Kyle Lowry, I can actually see those guys sort of playing to a head. Um, depends on which Draymond Green shows up. You know, Clay Thompson. I like DeMar DeRozan for Toronto. Toronto is the true epitome of a team. Everybody contributes. Uh, DeMar DeRozan being the leader, Kyle Lowry, uh, Valanchunas, Ibaka, Miles, that's their top five. Everybody, you don't know who's going to beat you on any given night, sort of like Golden State. So, I just yeah. don't think they have the playoff experience to hunt to hang with them. Interesting. Interesting. We got a little NBA in there for you folks next week. Jester by himself. Who am I going to have with me? Who can I get to fill JT's shoes? I mean, geez. Stay tuned. We're going to have that more. We're going to have the auctions. Who, who's going on? What's going on? Where it's going on? You know where to be next Saturday night, Fantasy Justice Show. This has been What's Up Justice Sleeve. I am the Fantasy Jester, and I am out of here.